Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Okay, welcome to Mystery AFL Theatre 2014 or 2.014. Uh, this is uh, the GWS Giants and we've picked the round one win over the Sydney Swans. So if you go to clickingballs.com and look for um, MAT2K, you can get all the links to the AFL Smart Replay. We're looking at round one um, and we're going to press play in three, two, one. Guys, it, is away. it is 2015 though. Yes, but this game is from 2014. Oh, that makes sense. Um, we can't really review the 2015 yet, seeing as they haven't started. I already have. Um, I, I've actually got a confession here. I think this will be the first time I've ever watched a GWS game from start to finish. Oh, actually, I'm in that boat too. I've never... I, they're the only team I've never actually been to a game live for yet. Um, but uh, there's a couple of times they played Hawthorne. Um, oh, no, I did watch one. It was down in uh, Tassie. We had um, I had a couple of friends from Sydney who were GWS members who came down, um, thought they'd come to Melbourne to go to the game, and found out it was in uh, <laughs> game was in Tassie. <laughs> so we watched it on TV, and then we went to um, a different game, the MCG instead. Is there a more Sydney name than Roberts Thompson? Oh like, no, it, it, it's got private school dripping all over it, doesn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. He is he's got to be the most useless dual premiership player there's ever been. But anyway, he plays with the Swans. Fuck them. All about GWS today. Pete Shaw was a good pickup, I thought, for him. Bad you. They would have got him for a Big Mac. Um, yeah, well, after, you know, he pissed off Buckley. Yeah, we got rid of him. Um, actually, it was, no, it wasn't this game. Um, it was the other time they played Sydney. He got knocked the fuck out by Tippett. Yeah, Tippett's known for being a hard bastard. I've no idea who knows him like that. But no, he can say nobody. He uh, I, I, he wrote that on the toilet wall. You probably wrote it himself. That's well, what's his handwriting? No, because he, he's been knocked out a bunch of times. He's actually in a lot of Oh, trouble. here we go. Oh, that's good. Jeez, he did so that's why GWS get that sort of movement and it looks spectacular. Well, they've got a lot of talent. They just they've got nothing in the middle. They've got young talent and old talent. And that's what everyone said that once they they get the mature bodies and that it's going to happen all at once. Jeez, they're going to be tough. Yeah, they just got to hang on to them. Because um, we'll go through it later on with their ins and outs over the uh, off season. They've lost a lot of players, you know. Um, and the big one is obviously Tom Boyd, um, but uh, that's going to be their challenge in the next couple of years. I think they're going to they're going to be far finals next year. I've put them down as. Um, won't be easy, but I tell you, you get the young boys up and about. I tell you what, Devin Smith loves a goal, doesn't he? Look at that. 
there's a bit of Boomer Harvey about him. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, he's got the same sort of, um, same sort of way he goes about his footy and uh, same uh, dislike of the handball inside 50. Yeah. The, the Kevin Bartlett syndrome, they call it. <laughs> or they could start calling it the Boomer Harvey syndrome, who keeps going to the end of the year. Yeah, it's a pretty easy free kick from uh, Franklin there. Um, I think Phil Davis actually does an awesome job in this game, and then he severed his liver or something in this one. Severed his liver? Oh, uh, kidney. Kidney it was, yeah. Something like that. It, it was scary enough anyway. He kept him uh, in the hospital for a couple of nights. How often have the umpires done ordinary-ass bounces like that? Yeah, we've spoken about this before. I don't get it. Um, how they... Recall, yeah, they want the bounce because it's the, the randomness and it's tradition and all that. Great. And then if it's too random though, recall. Like one or the other. Either you bounce it and wherever it goes, that's it, or you throw it up. It just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense while we've got the current ruck rules of you have to be in that circle. And, yeah, have to be in the circle, um, you have to be opposite. If you're going to have the random, let them line up where the fuck they want. If he wants to run from the opposite direction, let him go. Yeah, and, and don't recall the bounce. If it no. goes off sideways, it's sideways this one. Away you go. All right. AFL, get on it. Let them line up wherever the fuck they want. Primus isn't playing anymore, so you don't need that bullshit. The, this is the third um, mystery AFL theatre we've done. And again, it's a Fox game, which just tells you that we're looking at the lower end of the ladder, really. Yeah. Oh, Bronx cheers already. We're three minutes into the game, they're giving Bronx cheers. It's very interesting. This is obviously... Oh, oh, oh. I'll tell you what, there's a little elbow there, but got away with it. I think it was an air swing, but it was close. Yeah, yeah, it didn't connect. Um, yeah, this is round one, where obviously Franklin's first game for the Swans, and all the... There's, uh, whispers and rumours that um, he was uh, a bad influence on the team and um, Hanbury, remember, got, uh, had to have the chat that settled down champ. Um, Every team needs that bloke. Like the one that says, don't fuck up my class. No, Hanbury was the one who was fucking up. Oh, yeah. They had to tell him. So this is GWS versus Hawthorne Reserves. <laughs> oh. Just not. Yeah, it's good for Sam Reid. He's going to be an interesting player for the Swans. How are they, uh, how are they using? Mm -hmm. It's just the option when Buddy's getting double teamed. Or triple teamed. It must be funny to be like the uh, in the forward line for the Swans if you're not Tippett or Franklin. Because you're not really expected to do a hell of a lot, I'd imagine. You don't get paid. <laughs> no bloody money left. True enough. Nice button hook. No, it's just a good. It's um, a good kick to kick, kick into advantage. There's no uh, no error from the back in there. You don't reckon he's having a shot? <laughs> yeah, of course he was. <laughs> um, I was just thinking earlier. Um, with all the the crap going on with Port Adelaide and um, uh, Richmond late in the year about flash jumpers. From back, GWS and Sydney, not really that uh, dissimilar. You reckon there'd be something said about it? You know, red, red versus orange. bright yeah. orange? Black shorts though, red shorts. Oh, fuck it. 
playing on playing on the and uh, GWS Boom. captain. Yeah. Uh, plenty of people have opinions about him, but he can play. There's oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt he's a top quality Hall, Hall of Fame level player. I mean, there's good players, there's elite players, and then there's unique. And he's unique. Um, Actually, how many... Um, who else would be the elite level left foot full force? I might have to Google that shit, but I'm trying to think who else is a left footer. <laughs> um, I know, right footers being the more common ones. Well, I mean, I think Roughhead's a left footer, and... He uh, he won Coleman. Yeah, I'm not sure if Jeremy Cameron is. Well, let, let's run back in here then. By all the legendary Matt. AFL footballers, uh, AFL full forwards I can remember were righty. Uh, Matty Lloyd was a left footer and he kicked 900 goals. Um, soft as, but still. So legendary. Nine hundred. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure he was not a Sure, that was. Oh, that was a one anyway. handball. See, that's what they, they've done better on their second generation of uh, experienced stars, GWS. I mean, the, the, when they first came in the competition, you, they were a little bit of um, a retirement home. Um, you know, they've had guys like um, uh, Stephen Gillum that went up there, um, who wasn't getting a game for the Hawks, and, you know, a premiership fullback, um, but uh, just not quite um, April standard at the time, and he actually pulled the pin this year and retired. Um, but you know yeah, he sure that he well with uh, Mumford was a brilliant pickup for him, and they were lucky to get him. You know Franklin forced him out. Wasn't Malcheski out of contract in the last year? Yeah, yeah, he's gone Gold Coast. Yeah, that's what I mean. Whatever Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Gold Coast had paid him, worth it. Yeah, but he's thirty-two. Yeah, but he's I reckon too. I he's think um, yeah, he's thirty-two. But he could still have three, four years left in him. He'd be a good um, yeah, development coach and that kind of stuff as well. And plus, how how rare a good backman? A, a good backman will win you the game. Uh, it, maybe they're not as uh, glorified as the good full forwards. And we are pretty spoiled with full forwards in this area at the moment. Um, phenomenal talents. Well, I think that we're actually on the cusp of the next era. I mean, because, you know, when we were growing up watching it, you'd have Lockett, Ablett, Dunstall, uh, even Tony Modric. you kick bags each week. You know, one of them was kicking 10. And they get thumped in the back of the head by the back of the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. Um, and then we've sort of seen, you know, people lamenting oh, that yes. um, it, it's now a team full of midfielders. Oh, jeez. Now I think the key this forward kid. is coming back into vogue because you've got, look at the screen right now, you've got Jonathan Patton. Um, if he gets everything right about his body, he is just going to monster things. Yeah. Um, you got Patton, you got uh, Danaher. If he if his coordination catches up to his frame, he'll be he'll be fantastic. You got Tom Boyd. Um, he's not playing this game. He might play again for GWS. Um, so there's there's almost the, the next era. Oh, Jeremy Cameron, of course. Um, so I, I reckon you know the next five years we're going to see those big um, bags of goals kicked again. Um, so it'll all be good, you know, you know how football does it, uh, it works in cycles like that. I think a lot of it now is the rise of the small forward. Um, the small mobile forward gets a lot of goals now. Not as much as the uh, spearhead, but each team will have maybe two spearheads and four or five small goalkeeping rovers. Well, in the last couple of years, we've seen, you know, Bruce, uh, Ballantyne, 
um, you know, kick, uh, kick a big bag of goals. Lindsay Thomas, you know, he yeah, was yeah. leading the Coleman, I think, was it in 2013? He was leading the yes. Coleman for half the year. Yeah. And then it, he kind of spent the other half on his belly. <laughs> yeah, his fortunes died. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're talking about the recycle players of GWS. Josh Hunt was another great one. Um, oh, he's value. Bit, Absolute value. He's a bit like Stewie Jew. Not around the guts, but he's got a big, booming boot, and that's what you've, you've uh, traded for. Oh, buddy, good tackle, you son of a bitch. I tell you what, it's not bad to get a crowd out there because it's uh, game one of the season, and there is an absolute monster thunderstorm coming uh, after the quarter-time break. So... Uh, if they knew that was coming and they're still rocking up, that's that's actually a really good sign for G- GWS. That kind of crowd. So this is GWS's third year in the competition, and they went uh, six wins and 16. The first time they got off uh, got off a wooden spoon in their existence. Um, I didn't pick them for six wins at the start of the year. Oh, you, I reckon if you had a, a tenor on them winning every week. You still would have made a profit. You would have made a profit on this game. Oh, they were, shit, they'd they be six to one. They might have covered you for the majority of the year. <laughs> I do like how they got a bit of venom in them too. Well, apparently even from day one, they were some of the smart talking um, from uh, no, all the all the players. It's one thing to be you know have that little bit of um, gumption, you know, a bit of smart talk, but when you get thumped every week, you yeah maybe give yeah. it quite a little bit late. But, uh, you know, six wins this year, uh, up from one the oh, previous geez. year, it's not a bad effort. Yeah, there you go, just the big, bigger bodies. But that's what I mean, too. Um, if you go that with a smart talk, and it gets in the uh, opponent's head, when they're thinking, geez, we can't lose to these guys, they almost make it happen themselves. And uh, I think GWS are going to have a lot to say in who makes the finals this year. If not making it, they'll be the gatekeepers. Yeah, in there and around, I reckon. Um, you know, like I said, fourth year, so the players that were there from the start now should be... They've lost that excuse that we knew. Um, there'll be expectations on, on a lot of them. You know, There's also going to be value on a lot of them too, so if they do need to trade next year... Oh, jeez, that's not bad. Please take that. Who the fuck was he looking at? What's the field umpire going to say? He was way... Ages away. Oh, should take that. Pop, bang. That's great stuff. That's the best work he's done since the nightclub at Adam Carlton. It is kind of funny when, you know, you get uh, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids pulling in lazy 150 grand a year, and they're surprised when they go up and get pissed on them. (laughs) Fuck that. I I think when I was that age, I was pulling in eight grand a year, and I managed to get pissed every weekend. That would have been four and a half of that. Eight green would have been off the books too. Through pop. Thanks, pop. On the old handshake. That was a nice little handoff. Yeah, but obviously the best pickup for the GWS, we touched on it, was Shane Mumford. Um, pushed out to the He would have absolutely loved this. First game against the old team. 
It's good to see there's still a role in modern footy for the big lumbering um, ruckman. And they had two of them this year. He retired at uh, the end of the season, Josh Hunt. I wonder yeah. if he's, he's always been talking about him going over and becoming a punter. Punter? Yeah. Well, he's got a massive boot. A massive fucking unit in general. Yeah. Imagine him and all the padding and everything in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know if you put much of it on him. I'll tell you what, no, they, they have padding to fit him, um, width-wise, but not height. Yeah. It looked like odd job. Actually, that's a little bit like our job. They'd be excited about this start. Of course they would. And the Lord has come out of the middle of the ground. 4-2, they lead the Senate Terraces. That's given them the opportunity to all of a sudden put Sydney under a little bit of pressure, have the ball going the way they want it going forward. And they're, they're making the most of their opportunities. It's been super impressive. Ooh. Absolutely. And that sort of kicking... Yeah, no, that was out. That was out. I reckon you got that. Ah, bullshit. That was the umpire going, ah, that was good of me. He was a good mark by Richie Toby Cameron there. Um, how did you make his season? Because he was All-Australian in 2013, and this is the uh, 2014 campaign where we didn't hear as much about him. Still led GWS in goal-kicking, though. Well, I think a lot of that was, you know, GWS did have a, not a great season with injuries, so... People taking opportunities off him weren't as heavy. Um, you mean this year, uh, 14 or 13? 14. 14, yep. yep. Um, and 13 as well, I guess. But they... I, I don't think he's quality All-Australian level at the moment. Well, he was... He, oh, you put that one down. He, in 2013, when he made All-Australian, he kicked 60... Oh, what have I got? 62, 62 goals, and this year he kicked uh, 29, which, uh, funnily enough, is the exact same amount he kicked in 2012. So, three years of GWS, Jeremy Cameron's won their goal kicking three times. Not a bad effort, I guess, but 29, 62, and 29. Yeah, look, I, I think this season will tell the story. Like, if they are going to go where they, I am, other people think they can go, he needs to kick a bag. And also needs to get assists. Yeah, they need to get Patton back on the on the field. Um, by all accounts, he's doing all right in um, pre-season after... Oh. So that's a, why would you... I tell you what, that, that's a horrible option from a, from a senior player. You've got a free kick dead in front, 30 out. He wants to have a off the side of the boot around the corner. Anyway. Um, yeah, Jonathan Patton, after rupturing his ACL for the third time... Um, completed a time trial over the weekend, so he, he's up and about in his mobile and probably, you know, first half of the season rather than um, end of the season, we should see him back, which is good because he's an absolute monster of a unit. What's Patton's nickname? The General. Should be the, General fucking, should be the fucking tank. There's a Patton tank too. Is it named after General Patton by any chance, the tank? I find it highly likely. Yeah, I imagine. 
No, they're interested. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Palmer, another recycled player. He, he won the Norwich Rising Star at Frio and then sort of never went on. Which is an interesting thing, look at all the Rising Star winners and how many have gone on. I think a few of them have. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Well, I think Chris Grant was the first one. Yeah. Uh, Buckley won it one year with um, Brisbane. <laughs> and then left because he wanted to play in the Premiership. I think we'll still laugh about that one in 20 years' time. Well, he still won't have a Premiership in 20 years' time. <laughs> there he is, Stewie Jude, the man. Horse. You think of two back in goal? Apparently, he got his nickname not for his face. He could have, right? He could have. He could have very well got up that face. That's a nice and tight uh, game, you know. That's very much the Swan style, in, in and tight, and GWS uh, are matching them. Oh, jeez. Oh, Put off by the Thunder. That's okay, Mitchell. Oh. So is it a, a year of first for GWS? Because six wins, it's the first time they got off the bottom, uh, finishing six feet. It's also the first time they've had back-to-back wins in their existence. Rounds 13 and 14. So if you're out in the middle and you see that lightning standing in a nice little drizzly <laughs> Nice little puddle. I think you'd be getting away from the goalpost, wouldn't you? Well, there's anywhere from the fucking goalposts there. Are the goalposts made of wood? They used to be. I don't think they are anywhere. No, I'm pretty sure Lee Matthews killed that idea. I don't know for sure, but I, I think they're like a PVC now. Or something. I don't know. Fairly strong. Yeah, I think, I think they're supposed to be light. So um, I'm quite sure they're not metal, but uh, who knows. It might have changed them from wood when the Waverley thing happened and they burned one. Some of our listeners may not have been alive then. And, well, Google that shit. I think it was like 97 or something, wasn't it, when the lights went out of Waverley? Yeah, and you know what? Some of our listeners weren't alive then. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the teams? I do. Uh, St. Kilda? Yep. And... Essendon. Yeah, because remember they came back and played the rest of the game <laughs> during the week. Jimmy Hurd was injured, and they put him in for the. That's right. Yeah, there was that controversy when they finished off the rest of the game. They put him back in. It was a bit weird, but anyway. Oh, that was very much a make it up as you go along sort of thing. Yeah, well, I don't think they had uh, anything in the official AFL handbook on how to handle that. <laughs> I love the fact how yeah, let's go out, let's riot. Yeah, everyone sort of took on the field and. Yeah, when the first got taken down. If that happened in, imagine if that happened in Premier League soccer. But London would still be burning. Well, the lucky thing is in the Premier League soccer they don't play night games. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> They've shown what they can do. Wouldn't matter. It'd go through the whole day, whole night. Leon Cameron's first year at the helm of the GWS2. I've got to say, he's got um, bragging rights. He's doubled the amount of wins that Sheedy got in two years. <laughs> God, just manhandled in there. Oh. Yeah, some bad effort, that. Not a bad effort at all. 
Nah, that's bullshit from the past. Bloody defenders, there's not much you can do about that. No, it pisses you off. You play the odds. Yeah. All right, I'll push him. You, know, yeah. you can have that. All right, yeah. All right, you're on your right boot in the pocket, running out. If you're good enough, it's there. Yeah. And it's good enough. In this weather, you'd, you'd tip against 99 and a half times say, You want to get your goals in before the... Uh, the it's a mongrel-looking bastard too, but it's worth just as many as a sweet kick. Yeah, telling everyone how good it was. What did I fucking win? Yeah, bugger that. He must have been trying to pass. No, nah, you don't know Benny McLean. He's another one of the Kevin Bartlett school of thought. Yeah, fair enough. It'd be good uh, next year with the um, GWS a bit more experience down back. Um, one of their off-season pickups was Joel Patful. Um, oh, no, nah, the crack. Um, who might have flown under the radar of a lot of people, but he's a dual best and fairest at Brisbane. Um, out of, uh, not last year, but the two years before that. He's on the tour. It's Josh Hunt. He's always going to the tour. Seek the tour, being lad. Oh, no. He might have gone the top. Hasn't uh, turned out so well. Unless, of course, you're listening, Josh Hunt, in which case it was beautiful, perfect. Great and, idea. And, uh, yeah, oh, I'll put a dinner off of me. Well done. Might just hold this one up for this time, fellas, rather than have the snap. It is funny how the, the full sleeve tats and everything have been fashionable now. And, you know, you've got guys like, you know, Beam Swan. Well, okay, most of Collingwood. Hunt, yeah. With it. And then you see Hunt, and then you're thinking... There's a lot more ink in his arms than there are on Beam Swan. Yes. <laughs> a lot more surface area. Less percentage of body tattooed, more ink was used. And he seems like the sort of bloke where he'd wander in and get it done by some big Tongan guy doing the old school hammer and uh, tap sort of method. That were prison tats. No, he played for Geelong, not Collingwood. No, the traditional tats. Like, you know, where they... Oh, the tribal ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, none of this modern fancy equipment. Just uh, you know, some pins made out of sharks you caught. Ink from, I don't know, ground up obsidian. And uh, the pattern just came to them in a hallucinatory dream or something. Oh, Always looks like he's got up to his wrist in his asshole. <laughs> well, you know, um, if that's what uh, gets him up and about for the game. Um, but I love that how he's putting ice on the back of his neck, you know, just to make sure everything's cool. There's about to be an absolute deluge there, and I bet the temperatures are probably around the three degrees. Just what you want in a big bag of ice. Be lovely. Maybe just fucking hates him. <laughs> oh, fuck this prick. That'll learn him. I wonder if the medicos ever feel like that, because I imagine the, the medicos are on a lot less than the players. And the medicos are there like, fuck this. Four years of med school, another two years training, ten years of experience. I've saved thousands of lives in my lifetime, and this prick can kick footy and gets paid twice what I do. No, I think most of the docs, they're, they're on a good quid. I don't think they mind that much. All they have to do is fix up knees and shit. Maybe that's why Doc Larkin keeps saying, oh, he's out for 10 weeks. <laughs> oh, out <laughs> for four weeks. Next week he's in. 
Maybe just hoping. He's done that, and um, you see from the uh, centre there, they're starting to dominate. The last six clearances have gone to Swans' favour. Yes, I think if you were watching this game when it actually happened, about me, you'd expect that uh, Swans would kick the next pen or so, and that's just the way it will be for you know GWS and, and the Swans. But, uh, yeah, who knows what uh, what effect this massive thunderstorm had? It's funny to think that a come from behind win is generally more satisfying than when you're out in front the whole day. But when you're out in front the whole day, that's a better game for you. You've played much uh, more much more effectively but you haven't had that gut check yeah um, it's really oh yeah, there he goes yeah there you go some of the goals he kicked this year you know from two steps from 60 and just belting them through this makes you so yeah even as somebody that doesn't go for GWS, so disappointed that he went down with the knee again. Oh, uh, as a football fan, I really, really hope he's not one of those cool beans. Because he could be anything. He, he's Kelly-esque. You know, I know they say that about every big forward that comes through, but the way he moves and his size. Even his build. Yeah. Um, and remembering a, a young Kerry when he played, he did that. He had that ability to pack Mark too. He was captain at 21 or something, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Patton's, I think he's 20 this year, so... I've no idea who appointed him captain, but they've just gone, let's kick him play, let's run with him. I think Kerry appointed himself captain. I don't think anyone argued. Yeah, despite everything that happened uh, towards the end of his career, he can still play. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw Jonathan Patton um, was in his injury-interrupted first season, which was uh, 2013. Um, he was talking to Richo on the boundary line, and I swear he was staring Richo in the eye, or, or maybe a, a tiny bit taller. It's just an absolute monster in here. If, if the knees hold up, you know, it's a once-in-a-generation type of player. He'd have some kilos on Richo too. He would now. He moves well too, which is a surprise. We, you know, that's why he's you know number one draft pick in, in the rest of it. Yeah, that's a good goal there. Yeah, go to Sydney for the weather. Fantastic. Just trying to think, how many Premiership players have GWS got running around on the field today? Like, sorry, in the game we're watching today, Hunt and Mumford. I think that they're the only two. Uh, did Shaw? Shaw, you're right. He sure played the, uh, of course, he, he was uh, from Collingwood. Got the librarian smother on Revolt in the goals there. And I know uh, Stephen Gillen, like I said earlier, he's playing for him, but I don't think he's uh, playing today. He was on their list, rather. Oh, the pace. Oh. So that's not the first time that's going to happen to him either. If you're playing on patent, especially if you're a team that relies on mobile backmen like um, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, if you don't have the monster backmen, you need to get them. Yeah, otherwise, you don't play. Otherwise, you just double, triple team guys like Patton. You've got it, really, that bloody big. Yeah. I mean, Hawthorne was up late. Yeah. I don't think even lately now. 
Lake's, Lake's got the, the veteran card, though. He can get away with a few little things that um, young backman can't get away with. He can be the sneaky type, yeah. But uh, even then, I, oh, I don't think he's going to be able to shoulder the shoulder with Patton, if Patton's fit. That's a nice pickup in the wet. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's ridiculous. Nah. Is there another game where the umpires expect to be a mind reader? Yeah. No, you intended on that one. Wait, what? Yeah, thought crimes. It's it's weird, but. And you uh, wonder why people who've never encountered AFL before think it's fucking odd. Well, you ever sat down trying to explain all the rules? Yeah, I give up after five minutes. And then you know that's obviously not not a deliberate free kick. It is absolutely deliberate. But yeah. Anyways. It's one of those knack things. Like you kind of have to understand it to understand it. You understand? Understand. Yeah. Lucky Whitfield, another number one draft pick for him. Looked uh, looked the goods I thought this year. Oh, that's good from Cameron. Yeah, like I'm saying, you know, he's uh, 40 goals down on his last season, Cameron. But I think uh, the attention level he got this year. And, you know, um, she's not bad for one step kick in the wet. Oh, I thought it was going to be a throw. Um, so he's probably overperformed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan Giles, you've got to get rid of that beard, champ. Yeah, it's falling off the top of his head. Looks like Freddie Flintoff's cousin who's missing a chromosome. You have no idea what you're talking about, Dunstall. No, no sunshine there, sitting all, all week. It's not bad for his weighing muscle. Oh, <laughs> seems like a drop and run. Have a shot, son. So after all that, uh, only a couple of goals down for GWS after the first quarter. Um, they had the go of it early on, and then uh, uh, Nick Davis running the running the drinks for Sydney. Um, Do you really need to run drinks like that? Just open your mouth. Just open your mouth up, yeah. Well, LRT, I don't know if he can close his mouth. <laughs> sort of runs a bit slack, George. <laughs> yeah, no shit, they're not huddling on the ground. I think that's because the coach is like, nah, fuck that, I'm not going out there, you come to me. Especially some of them who might have plates in their legs or whatever. Alright, have a look at it now. It's unbelievable that this is the same day. Yeah, and this is when Sydney folks like, oh, I, I live in Sydney because of the weather. I like the weather. Yeah. I'm not going to Melbourne, it rains all the time. Just fucking look at this shit. Look at this. It looks like they'll come back the next week. <laughs> well, we, in fairness, Melbourne does have an indoor stadium for that, that sort of thing. When they do close the roof, as Brad Scott has often mentioned. Yeah, for those that don't remember, uh, there was a massive thunderstorm at um, quarter time here, and we've actually come back about uh, after a 25 or a 30 minute quarter time break because uh, AFL decided it was too dangerous to keep playing. So that's why the the conditions look so different, and you still see the the little lakes around the side there. And it's still going to be wet with the footy. Oh, that's it. Push him into the fence. <laughs> Just, uh, again, which is a 
I tell you what, Devin Smith gave away that free kick there, but at the same time, it's that kind of uh, almost aggression that you like from uh, <laughs> someone like him. He's starting to you know, get a, a man's body instead of a, a boy's and starting to push it, push his weight around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, needs to temper it a little, but I like the like the intent. Yeah, and I think picking your victim too is a good option. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be that scared of Reshaw. No, exactly. That's what I mean. Compared to a few others out there. <laughs> Give Reshaw the free kick, you know, I'll probably fuck up. <laughs> He's one of the most frustrating players, Reshaw. He does some things brilliantly, chases, runs, and then you're like, beautiful. And he seems like the sort of guy that would just get lost in his own house. He just does the dumbest shit sometimes. Well, that's what a Collingwood upbringing would do to you. Jesus. Oh, jeez. The first one, not the second one. Yeah, well. The tr- traditionalists would like wet weather footy a little bit because it's all you know straight down the line and keeping it simple and just uh, gain meters all the time. I think a lot of it is it's a very um, strong test of guts and willpower because if you're running in the wet, you can't change direction. You can't change direction. No. Um, you have to run in straight lines, have to run straight at the ball, and you have to hit the body. So. A lot of the, the very agile players, the outside players, their pace is reduced, their agility is reduced, so it comes down to who's willing to take the hits. And not always the biggest guy. I mean, no. Luke Hodge, one of the most courageous straight line running players, definitely not the biggest. He's probably one of the most beat up. Yeah. A lot of scar tissue there. And he uses the mileage. And that looks like a simple goal there, but in this weather, yeah, they're all twice as hard. Yeah. No, it's going to make the set shots. Yeah. Too easy for it to come off the side. Yeah, you know, as you're running towards, the water spraying up on your boot. Even though you. I'll tell you what, that's what, now that we're seeing it on the replay, that's a free kick against McLean, I think. Have a look, did he dive in? Yeah, he dived into the legs. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, Piggy. It does seem a lot of the time the umpires sort of tend to apply fairly loose interpretation. It can vary quarter to quarter. Now, we were talking GWS uh, in the second quarter here. Um, their big uh, name recruit for the opening season was Tom Scully on a much talked about five year, million dollars a season deal. Um, so he's into season four of it coming up this year. I've got to say, it hasn't panned out as good as they've hoped. Um, and uh, Jack Watts-Itis? A, a little bit. It's a different one than Jack Watts, because, I mean, he's a number one pick as well. Um, he's a number one pick for Melbourne, though. I think too much hype too soon. Too much... He's been okay, though, whereas Jack Watts has been a disappointment because of his number one pick status. Well, it's hard to carry a team when you're 17 and the team sucked for so long. Yeah. But at least GWS is a new team. Uh, when Scully jumped on board, but at the same time, you can't blame Scully. It's not going to be silly enough to pay you a million bucks a year for five years. You're going to jump at it. Well, fuck it. Everyone's paid us a million bucks a year to do these podcasts. I'm all for it. I don't think you've done your dough, but <laughs> I'll take the cash. As long as it's guaranteed and upfront, we're laughing. Yep. 
But yeah, yeah, at the end of this season, I'm not sure if it's doing it now, but at the end of the season, he uh, Scully was, ended up as a tagger. Um, I don't know if you want your marquee million dollar player as a tagger, but that's where they've ended up with it. Um, and I thought, you know, when they uh, when Melbourne drafted him, I thought he was going to be better, but uh, yeah, there it is. Um, the good news is they got two years left of his contract, and I dare say his next one will be a little bit smaller. Um, the GWS have uh, a lot of cap space to go after a, a, another big fish. I hope they do. Or maybe just hang on to the ones they've got. That too, but I think I, it, it'd be great to see them get some solid. Um, well, let's say, who would you pick, who would you look at them picking up? Um, well, I mean, it depends who comes up on free agency. Yeah. Um, what type of player? Oh, you want a big body midfielder. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got key forwards coming out of their ass now. Yeah. Um, and other teams are lacking key forwards. Plenty of them can use one or two. So you've got trade power there. Well, I mean, that's how they lost, you know, Tom Boyd this year and they picked up Ryan Griffin, who's a great pickup. He's a little bit older than they would have preferred, but still. Um, I think Griffin is actually brilliant for them. Yeah, of course he's. Um, not only is he good value, he was way misused uh, at the dogs. It's hard for him to miss you. I mean, the dogs are down the bottom as well, but... They don't have any cattle, the dogs. They're struggling. Um, but, so, you know, you say good value. Um, I'd say he's exceptional value because the Bulldogs are paying a quarter of his wage while he's playing for GWS this year. Even better, it's rent to own. Yeah. What about left leg? He's a natural left, easy. Don't think so. Um, That's one skill. Then fair enough. It's one skill I have no idea how it has disappeared from the modern era. Well, there's been some talk that now they expect the players to burst and run and get onto their good foot. But um, you know, I, I still think if you can kick, uh, hit a target from 40 meters on the other side of the leg, it just opens things up. Yeah, I mean, bursting and running, awesome. If you can burst and run and have either foot, how is that not better? Yeah. You've got literally twice as many options. So, you know, if you're a 13-year-old lad thinking of getting the AFL, use both legs, both hands. And don't get the tats. <laughs> yeah, wait till you're 15. Uh, 12 explained the problem. Up and under. Yeah, that's almost a hand pass for a kick there, but yeah. If it works. Canelio, he, he could start his career. I know he's one that um, oh, geez, some of the the other clubs have started to look at and asking how comfortable he is out in Western Oh, you muppet. Interesting season. Uh, the start of the season this 2014. Um, after three rounds, Sydney were uh, one win, two losses, and GWS were two wins and one loss. Don't think anybody picked that. Either side of that equation. Hmm. But uh, six wins for GWS. Uh, they had um, another win in round three over Melbourne, who they sort of had a little bit of the wood over Melbourne. I think they're 
four from five or three from four at lifetime against Melbourne, which, you know, for an expansion side, it's uh, kind of embarrassing. For Melbourne, that is, but, you know, they're used to being embarrassed at the last couple of years. You'd be embarrassed at the people that turn up to the match. Players, they're called. Players. Yeah, you might call them players. <laughs> They've been called a lot worse. Where do you see Sydney going this year? Yeah. Sure. Well, I think they're falling off. Even though um, Tippett and Franklin will be fit. Maybe. Well, they lost Malczewski. Um, I think that's a massive loss for them. Especially got to be holding the ball. That's a shocking You can't drop the ball after you tap while you're being tackled. I like that when you had the miracle shot from the boundary in the wet. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. If I saw you, I would have passed. Hit, tackled. Oh, no, it's a handball. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, he's still fucking not do though. Yeah, no, he's hand passed to himself. Oh, jeez. Pinpoint, look at that. Davis with his kidneys still attacked at this stage. They're trying to call these uh, Sydney Derbies um, the Battle of the Bridge, yeah. which is just really silly because, you know, okay, Sydney has a harbour bridge, but um, what's that got to do with GWS or Sydney? It's not like they cross the bridge to go play each other. There's a bridge out there, isn't there? Yeah, but, you know, I could kick over it. <laughs> They're both on the same side of the bridge, so, you know, if they're going to battle on the bridge, it's just inconvenient for both sides. And they've got to pay tolls. No, you got to bark in. Um, now, when I was picking uh, which game of GWS we were going to show, um, it was... At first glance, it's pretty obvious that the the win over Sydney, eventual minor, minor premiers in round one, and the first time they've beaten them in their uh, existence. It, on paper, it looks like um, the best win for the year, and it probably is. But I very nearly chose round 23 against the Bulldogs, purely for what it's going to mean. And, um, they've got their, I say, first genuine rivalry building with the Bulldogs. It's going to be fantastic to watch, I reckon. Mm. Um, a lot of people looking forward to their lining up um, later on in uh, season 2015. Um, and in the final round of last year, there's a little bit of uh, diffo. Um, ironically, when uh, Ryan Griffin got a hit with a, one of the best tackles of the year. But uh, there are two teams that you hope they really push that rivalry themselves and make it into a draw card. Um, while they're on their rise, hopefully both teams rise together. Uh, GWS closer to a flag than Bulldogs are, I reckon. Yeah, if they can hold on to their players there. I think Essendon's are closer to a flag than Bulldogs are. And that's if they don't hold on to their players. <laughs> um, you know how they play the uh, pre-season matches in random places? Like, there's always the uh, overseas match, they play Sometimes it's one in the UK, one in the US, one in New Zealand, all that. Yep. And original ones. Yeah. GWS should go to Japan. Why Japan? Over the rising sun. 
What's the card to do with TWS? I don't know. That's what you got? Gold cards, wouldn't you? The sun? That would work better, yeah. They're thinking because they, you know, they're the young sun. Yeah. GWS would work much better. Uh, gold cards. Yeah, because they've also got, um, you know, son of God there. Yeah. You know how uh, teams play random matches, yep, pre-season yep. and all that? Yeah, gold cards should go to Japan. Brilliant idea. <laughs> Oh, sure. Who's the better sure? Heath by Mark. By an absolute Mark. Actually, you know what? I think Reese would agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he can argue. Um, who's the better Reed? Well, neither of them can read. They're both from Collingwood. But for that. Yeah, I can leave that there. Yeah, a good deed never goes unpunished. That's oh, a great shit. As if you wouldn't have a crack. Yeah, fully justified having a crack there. Didn't work out, but that's uh, the best option there. Jeez, imagine what odds you get from the bookies right now. But again, it's the old, uh, oh, the old story though, isn't it? Seven goals, six, and four goals, one. So just you know, taking the most of your opportunities. Oh, that's not a bad effort. I reckon you'd find tens right now. You went to bookie and said, "GWS to win," straight across the line. They give you eights to tens in the run. Oh. Yeah, it's not bad how you know, good the grounds are where you can run and bounce like that after it's been pissing down. Yeah, I was thinking that. Back in the old days, the ball would have just stuck in the clay mud. Oh, oh no. No, didn't pay it. Pretty speedos on. That's a smart man in weather like this. So I don't reckon they should have paid it either. It looked like it hit the ground. I'm sure they'll show it. No, they won't. Nah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Not paying it for. Keep going, keep going, and watch this. No, just a nice little one. Oh, perfectly weighted. And he's still running. And he's running. There's that one. massive left boot. And he's still oh, running. Oh, look at this. Shepherd off, dickhead. Oh, oh unselfish. That's great play from GWS. No oh, bullshit. Patton should have shepherded off. No, Whitfield should have shepherded off. No, they should have shepherded off. But uh, it all works out in the end. <laughs> He's still spewing. Right? No, nah, that nah, popped, popped out. out. Absolutely. Bad luck, champ. Let's have a look. Yeah, Whitfield, look. There should have been a big bump there. But anyway, it's worked out. Right there, Patton should put the body on. Cameron kicks his first to 29 for the year. If Patton does get a bit of that thug about him, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people on their ass. Guys, the 
I tell you what, uh, Dylan, like I just said, Dylan Shields uh, started the sub in this game. He certainly didn't end up the sub in the end of the year. He's, uh, he's going to be an absolute unit. Oh, well. Yeah, it's a good chase from uh, Scully there. Like I said, he's not a bad player, he's just not a million dollar a year player, but, you know, um, GWS made waves. What well, is it? Half marketing, like they're saying. Look who we've got. You know, well, another, another face on a poster. He's a number one draft pick, so they wanted him to play. You know, um, oh, but look at that Stradzibal. They tried Izzy as the marketing side of things, and I think it didn't work as well as they hoped. Certainly didn't work as well as Carmichael Hunt did. No. Carmichael Hunt seemed more committed. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, uh, Gold Coast got their money back through Carmichael Hunt and uh, off the field as well. Um, by all accounts, he's a very dedicated trainer and, and the way he prepares himself. Izzy looked like it, it just it never came easy for him. Um, and it, it's hard to keep yourself motivated no matter how much you're getting paid. Um, which is, you know, it's kind of good that he says, you know, I'm getting millions of dollars, but I'd rather go do something else. And, you know, it's, it's something to say, I'm going to walk away from it. I mean, obviously he's going to walk away into another million dollar contract. But um, yeah. wherever he goes, at the Wallabies and the rest of it, but still. I think too, like, at the moment, the AFL is the, the money sport of Australia. Um, yeah, but when you look at rugby, you can go overseas with it too. Very true. But that means you have to live overseas. Yeah, he like, was alright. Yeah, if you want to play there, that's fine. But a lot of people, you know, they want to stay in Australia, and that's good too. But um, some of the AFL players, they want to earn money, they'd go and be kickers in the NFL. Yeah. But uh, some people just don't want it. But you can't fault Israel Folau for having a crack. I mean, shit, someone comes and says, pretty much someone came and said to a upper level AFL player, like, um, not Gary Abbott or anything, but, um, someone like, let's say Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. yeah or Beams. They come in and said, well, we'll pay you two million to play soccer. You got to think about it. They're like a crack. The son of a Collingwood player. The sons of a Collingwood player, I should say. That's just, they would have taken that to school with them. Part of the pack lunch. What, cricket bat, crowbar. Yeah, and a snack pack. Yeah. Got to get yourself through the day. Collingwood High School starter pack. No, I don't think there is a high school in Collingwood. They, they just stop, you know, if you get to grade six, they're, they're happy enough. No, it was their junior school, they're just high. You ever see that movie? High High School or something? High School High or something like that. Yeah. Nope. Trauma or something. Yeah, one of those real dodgy ones. Anyway. There you go. Look. Oh, Marla's kick. <laughs> oh, another one. I tell you what, that's a great chase. Rudy. He's made the... He's affected the kick. That's a great chase. This is chase. a blue-ass fly. 
but sometimes you've got to hold your structure back and actually rely on similar numbers. Now, this is where they get themselves into trouble. Yeah, we're kicking to a one on one and shanked it. Is there one official strapping uh, supplier for the AFL? Oh, probably, I imagine. I thought they'd make a fortune. Yeah, it might be club by club through their sponsors. But it has to be flesh coloured, doesn't it? Uh, imagine. I don't know. No, it seems like you'd have, I don't know, a last or something. Well, yeah, but if it doesn't have to be flesh colour, you'd have Medibank Private all over the bastard. Oh, yeah, I'm, no, they're not allowed to have, you're right, it probably has to be uh, flesh colour because they're not allowed to have sponsors except for, you know, um, one on the front, one on the back, one on the shorts, that type of thing. So they're pretty strict on the sponsors. What happens if a bloke gets a Coca-Cola tattoo? Or well, they get a Pepsi one like CM Punk. Yeah, I guess they're going to have to treat that differently, aren't they? Maybe it's a cross this river when we come to it. Because <laughs> someone's going to be dumb enough, I'll guarantee that. Ah, uh, Canberra. I think he's back as uh, uh, one of the development coaches of Cats this oh, year. Oh, Yeah, I think you've got to pay that one. The, he may have made it look a little worse than what it was, but it looked pretty bad. Yeah, it's a free kick every day. I do think that sometimes some players put their head in that position just to get a free kick. So I, I do think if someone gets a hit like that, they should be automatically taken off. I don't know what you said, what you're saying. <laughs> now, someone gets a hit on the head, take them off, doctor looks at them before they can get back on. If you're really serious about protecting people, and people aren't going to just fall over at the sight of someone coming towards them. That's the only way to do it. It will stop them using it as a tactic, that's for sure. Yeah, and look, can still be a free kick, that's fine. But the player hit needs to get evaluated first. That way they're off the field, and they can be looked after properly. So, you know, do you have a concussion? Is there any spinal damage, whatever? That's fine. The danger there is then, to, can the opposition use it as a tactic? You know, you give away a free kick for a head high and, oh, well, he needs to go off now, but, yeah. There's always going to be a bit of give and take on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I mean, if the umpire thinks it's bad enough, he can just hold up play. and get reported, yeah. Yeah, play got reported. Head high reports were all over the shop. Um, and look, if the player's willing to accept four weeks just to avoid uh, one player kicking a goal, they're probably going anywhere anyway, really. Oof. There's a wet weather kick. So if you're if your buddy's goal kicking coach and he's 45 hour decent angle, wouldn't you just tell him to just run straight at the pocket, kick it over your shoulder? Well, I know when he was at Hawthorne, they bounced and tried to straighten him up. No, it had um, you know get him to run in between um, witches hats and, and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, he just went, mate, that's your style of kicking. Just go with it. It's good that he had a crack at it, though. I mean, if you're going to take advice from any full forward, Dunstall's one of the ones yeah. you listen to, no matter who you are. Especially when it comes to set shots. Yeah. I mean, he and Lockett were in a class of their own. Oh, that's a nice grab. In the wet. In the wet. That's bullshit. That's a great catch. Jeff, you told me to go. 
I love it when they play on like that, like, go this way, go that way, go that way, and I'll kick the bloke by himself anyway. <laughs> Interesting option. Just watching him back play, we just saw the Grundy mark to start with, kick from Phil Davis. Really good use of the body, just protects the drop zone, put out his hand, takes a beautiful one. But uh, there's a hand Not a great kick to the to your key forward, but it's easy to well Grundy there. Good body, and he did just enough to avoid giving away a free kick with a hand in the face. But I, I think that should be absolutely legitimate. As long as the eyes aren't touched, fine. I like Hampton as a player. You'll uh, be a great running halfback. Oh, oh, get off. Gee, that's not oh. a bad effort at all. Jeez. You know, coming off an All-Australian season into that, be able to pick up, push off, snap around the corner. Just seeing him then too, he wasn't that much smaller than Patton. Height-wise. Height-wise. Weight-wise, he's going to be 30 kilo. Yeah, so. But, um, he's got some toe. For a guy that size, too. And that body out. Beautiful. Left leg, round the corner. Never in doubt. Jeez. And that mobility in those conditions. He's been really nice. He's been an absolute... The best pickup for GWS. Leading goal kicker three years in running. Um, you know, they've got the big money for Israel, the big money for Scully, the big number one pick in Rocky Whitfield and um, uh, Patton. Um, and it's, it's Cameron who's been the one that's really delivered for them. I think too, though, the AF, like a lot of AFL recruiters for so long have recruited athletes and turned them into footballers. Yeah. But there's something you said for the blokes that can get the ball. You know, they just, they know how to position themselves, how to read the play, and it's got a lot of A lot of the legends of the game, geez, you wouldn't bet them for many athletic contests. I mean, Tony Lockett brilliant over a 10, 15 minute sprint, but... Yeah, that's it though, you wouldn't go yeah, any further. Exactly. Um, and the same with Dunstall, same with a lot of the... Oh, Dun- Dunstall was a phenomenal strength athlete. Though. Oh, absolutely. And apparently he still owns a couple of bench press records and around the place. Yeah, but he wasn't a powerlifter. You know what I mean? Like, obscenely strong for a guy who was mobile. Yeah. Cheese grated. Cheese grated. Don't know if I've ever heard that one before. I get the same. Just dragged on the ground. Bit of gravel rash. Spins around, and then head runs right on the ground. Cheese grated. Yeah, I'll run with cheese grated. Yep, that works. Fair enough. Oh, go the ball there. Devin Smith it was. Oh, magician. What the fuck is that? And the Bronx cheers the other way. <laughs> go the tour. Get in there. Oh, shocker. Jeez, I've pulled that twice and that's what's happened. He's lucky to get in still. Good call, Jamal. <laughs> no, that's a cheese grater from now on. Yeah, Callum Water, another good uh, and a tea bag. Good reason for the Bulldogs GWS rivalry. Who's their best and fairest in their debut season, Callum Water? The three best and fairest of GWS are all out there in uh, Ward, Cameron, and this year was Mumford. I really wish the Bulldogs would 
do better than what they've done. But it's sad they've only got that one flag and they don't look like getting near another one for quite some time. They only played in two grand finals, poor old Woodall. Yeah, I know. It's kind of sad that teams that have been in the game you know, a couple of decades have more grand finals than them. Well, Port Adelaide have uh, got the same number. One win, one loss. Yeah, they haven't even been around since, what? Exactly. Yeah, not, no, 96 or something like yeah. that. Oh, I thought he caught him the back then. Pull your pants up. Jeez, thank God Jeez. for flesh coloured. <laughs> it's a bit early to be getting that out to put him off. Yeah, great call. He's worried. Oh. This is worried when he comes to the boot, though. <laughs> well, like I was saying, you know, you, you've um, got the worst of it in the first quarter. You just you don't need to claw it all the way back. You just win a quarter and then win the next one. <laughs> just slowly does it. Grinding. Oh, look at that, though. That closing speed. That's Fantastic. great stuff. Not a million dollars a season stuff, but you know, there's at least 400 grand there. So he's, he's working it off slowly. And he's just turned the body 30 degrees, so it's not quite in the back. No, he did well not to give away the free kick. Yeah, it's just unfortunate Malcheski's a backman. If you're, uh, if that was a, a forward, he would have been a free kick all day. There we go, 7 to 1 clearances in the last 10 minutes. That's what, you know, they're. Um, myriad of draft picks they've had in their three years. They've always been midfielders, 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 and then at either end of the ground picked up the you know, um, uh, some um, players from other sides. Right? Um, they're just still waiting for that real key midfielder to come through. And I reckon, uh, you know, Lockie Whitfield's been good and uh, in his first year, but um, Dylan Shield, I tell you what, he's going to be the one for. Him. 
few regular season games with Hawthorne the year before. Uh, premierships, though. No, it's actually, actually quite all right. No, in the regular season. Regular season. Well, uh, finals are a different game. If you're not hungry in finals, you're not playing football. That's what we want to see. We want to see a good young team under pressure from the, one of the best teams in the country. Who was that? One coach said that. What's that? That uh, he has no um, no motivational speeches in finals. He said, if you're in the finals you're not motivated, get the fuck out. I can't remember which coach it was, was it said that. It sounds like a Malcolm Blight type of thing, but you never know. Yeah, Malcolm Blight could be anything. Yeah. Could have been something ugly and insightful, or he could have said, well, you know, it's finals time, and the red frog looking at the blue sun, so let's get ready to... No, that, that's, definitely, that's definitely Mick Malthouse. Actually, <laughs> 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 see, coaches do tend to be a bit of an odd breed. You've got to be. You, you can't take it uh, anything for granted either, because uh, you never know when that uh, contract's going to get ripped up. Yeah, no, you Unless you're Buckley. You wouldn't be getting any car loans. Oh, that's a good grab. Okay, so they did everything right there with GWS uh, defenders. Whitfield absolutely launching himself into that. It's, um, you know, for a, this is his first game of AFL footy, Lockie Whitfield, so you, you don't mind seeing that at all. No, even though he was always going to have a prime spot for that mark, but still make them earn it. Make them earn it, yep. Like, uh, there's sort Especially of a goofy, a goofy fuck like LRT. There's sort of a little backing to do these days. You can at least at least give him something to think about next time he's going for it. Although, I don't think he does much thinking. Yeah, about. it's not his strong suit. Oh, jeez. And let's be honest, if you're going to give a free kick away... He's back that in. Oh, yes. He's done well. Yeah. Oh, the old... Switch. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's very unfortunate for one of your senior recruits in Hunt, but uh, he um, certainly made his value um, for GWS for the rest of the season. But, uh, let's have a look at some of the outs from um, season 2014 going into 2015 from GWS. They lost Jonathan Giles, he's gone to Essendon. Um, Kind of understand it a little bit. I thought he was a good player, but that lumbering ruckman, um, Mumford's killed him. No. Well, yeah, and Essendon, depending on how things go with the court cases, he's probably going to be their starting ruckman for most of the season. He's going to be their starting ruckman, no doubt, because uh, it's the position where Essendon has struggled, because they've had Paddy Ryder, who's off and on, and he's obviously legged it to oh. court. Um, so they, they really only have the one... Um, number one ruckman now in Giles. Oh, I still think he's a good pickup, but um, I tell you yeah. what, though, if you're Paddy Ryder, that's a good job for you. Oh well, yeah, Gumball will be up, up and about next year for yeah. sure. Um, Robbie Gray, that kid is a superstar. But um, yeah, so they've lost Jonathan Giles and they've you know lost uh, Tom Boyd, who was a ruck forward, and um, obviously Jonathan Patton, who's a, a little bit of a forward ruck. Running with the flight of the ball, no. Oh, he definitely touched it. Oh. <laughs> so, are oh, they going to review? Oh, for fuck's sake. How often do we get a review? And how rarely does it overrule the umpire? How I mean, re- yeah, how rarely does it actually make a decision? It's usually umpire's call. Exactly. I think it uh, just shows how often the goal umpire gets it right. 
until they get the super slow mo in every angle, you're never going to have something definitive. Yeah. Even there, who can really tell? Oh. It's scraped along it. But the, the only objection I have with it is when the qualifier calls it and then the field umpire goes, oh, well, hang on, hang on. We need Snicko. Let's have a look. Like, no, the goal umpire's there, he's called it, it's his decision. If he's not sure, then call for the replay. We need Snicko order on there. Or if you think he's made an absolute howler. Then, oh, then what are we going to do? The uh, opposition captain can call a review as well? Review the review? No, then if get the goal umpire's made a howler, then the field umpire can overall go, no, no, let's go have a look at the replay. But otherwise, if the goal umpire's 100% certain, why call for a replay? That's out in the full. Um, no appeal. So, anyway, let's go back to it. They've lost Jonathan Giles. Josh Hunt's retired. Um, I think, you know, a, a good pickup for him. He was serviceable. Um, it was probably the right thing for Geelong to move him on as well. He's you know, a bit slow and they're trying to build for their next premiership. But um, he, he had a lot to offer with that booming left boot. Um, I reckon he was all right for GWS. I'm sure yeah. time he was there. Mm-hmm. got to be happy with that. Um, they lost Jonathan O'Rourke down to Hawks. Um, a former number two pick that... I think only played half a dozen games. He's not playing today. Oh, sorry, not playing in the game we're watching now. Um, good, bad, we don't know yet. So still wait to see on that one. Um, but it is that. Jeez, uh, Pat's got some wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is that what uh, Eddie McGuire threatened that um, all their phalanx of high draft picks are going to want to go back home, and uh, that's what led John O'Rourke to to leave leave the Giants. Yeah, that's dangerous right there. Um, Eddie knowing he's right. <laughs> Jeez, fuck. Sam Frost, um, whose uh, brother had a great year for Collingwood. Um, he's uh, he's gone back to Melbourne, uh, back to Victoria. Um, they've, and they've also lost uh, Janks and Wiley um, to Carlton, which uh, I think Janks would be the, the bigger loss there. I like how their buddies sort of giving the eyeball to the back of Hunt's head. Hunt turns around, he's like, oh, nothing there. Yeah, nothing there. <laughs> that's, that's all right, mate. Next time. Yeah, now we give you eyeball. <laughs> In fairness, Buddy's not as dumb <laughs> as some people think. Every green, do anyone back? He'll want to ball every player, but not Josh Hunt. A man has to know his limits. And no crazy when he sees it. Pretty sure this ground still has a car park. You don't want things to get settled in there. I can say, especially if Buddy's driving. <laughs> Might end it really early. There we go. Oh, oh, nice mark on the big fella. Um, I think the other highlight for GWS from this year was uh, a couple of players got to meet The Rock. You see that video? You saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went off their nut getting to meet The Rock. Um, Trelaw and uh, I can't remember who the other player was. Oh, Everyone loves The Rock. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Jonathan Giles, their game record holder, now playing for Essendon. Yeah, well, he won't get there. Um, and the other, uh, oh yeah, um, 
Stephen Gillen retired as well, but he never really played that many games for GWS. So still a premiership player for the Hawks, so good to see he's Oh, oh he's, he's gone the collar choke. Yeah. But uh, the obvious big loss is uh, uh, Tom Boyd. Again, another one we never really saw what he's capable of because he's only yet did a rest of two years and spent one of them entirely on the sideline. Gets the collar. Rips. Oh, he missed a re naked there. I am disappointed. Oh, another shocker. Yeah, so that's a lot of outs. Um, you know, uh, high draft picks and, and experienced players that they've lost. Do you know They traded well to get three picks inside the top ten. But again, more draft picks. It's just... I think um, they're getting that better mix of experience. Ooh, ooh that was close. <laughs> um, you know, with Griffin coming in. But yeah, their, their worry is always going to be hanging on to the, the young stars that they've got. Well, I think for the next season, they're going to be okay there because there's always that threat of playing finals and that sort of thing. But if they start to fall away, uh, they've improved season upon season alone. If they start to stagnate or go, you know, backwards, go backwards, heaven forbid, every star is going to abandon them. They're going to think, no, nah, I've got we're building here, I'm out. And you're going to see an exodus and it's going to gut them. Um, I don't think it'll happen. I think they're going to build and build. Uh, if they do play finals this year, you're going to get players recommitting. Um, yeah. They'll be signing you know, three, four-year contracts. Um, and it'll be brilliant for the club, brilliant for the AFL. Well, I think there are two Twin Towers in Cameron. He, he's already come out and stated he wants to stay in GWS. He, I think he's one of those, um, a bit like Jared Ruffett for the Hawks. Just, he's happy with the club. That's his club. I'm done. You know, he's a country lad. He's loyal. Um, and Patton, I can't see going anywhere else after, you know, they put him through three new windows. You don't even stay. Well, you know, it's easy to be loyal when you're in the top five players. Um, they're getting paid pretty well. Club looks after them. Showing me the loyalty back, I think, is the least you can do. Yeah. Um, if you're not in the top five and it's easy to ask for loyalty when you don't know if you're playing next week, I mean, yeah, those guys on the fringe, you know, you're going to lose a couple of those and you get a couple back, but um, it's when they're the real, you know, like you're saying, the top five, when they start to get their, their million-dollar offers to go the other way, um, you want to hope that they can, um, they want to stay for a little bit less money. Um, you know, and Cameron's going to be the, the big target, but uh, he's already re-signed um, the contract extension, so it's uh, that, that side of it's a big sign for us. I don't know the GWS can really complain too heavily about that, considering they were the ones who had the big offer in for Buddy Franklin until Sydney trumped them at the 11th hour, apparently. Well, it trumped them 12 months earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, uh, they ran the smoke screen for them all year. Jesus. Imagine, imagine the buzzkill you had if you were the recruiting guy from GWS. Oh, you could be like, I've got this stitched up, it's going to be fucking massive, it's going to be brilliant. He's coming to Sydney, Swan. Well, I remember um, during that trade week when. It's a bit like um, Fernando Alonso. I remember during that trade week when they put out the tweet that uh, we have um, withdrawn our offer to Franklin due to him going to the swans. <laughs> you just feel the the ire um, dripping off it. Yeah, the un, unstated. 
and they say it's hard to convey tone in, in 140 <laughs> characters or less. Jeez, it was all there. Toby Green's definitely there, Hayden Valentine. Oh, yeah. every team's got one. It's good to see. My favourite is uh, Brent Harvey. If you're playing around him, you fucking hate him. But uh, he's going to be a 400 gamer. <laughs> And you kind of got to give him a bit of leeway for that. <laughs> Big mummy, look at that. One of the best tacklers for a ruckman going around. And it looks like he loves it too. Yeah, the simple players. Speaking of uh, simple pleasures for him, you always heard the story about mummy when he was uh, down at Geelong. With the... Um, Sausage and bread night or something. He polished <laughs> off about 40. Big boy. Throwing more sausages down his throat than Jenna Jameson. I don't think either of them chewed either. Yeah, it's got to go either way. Like the same. Um, that's what GWS is starting to... Building those rivalries. We talk about it so much with the clubs that are down the bottom. Um, it, it's good to see, you know, they've finally got that win over, over Sydney. Sort of get it out of the way. Good tackle. Oh, and you give him one to go on with too. Even better. Oh, I thought he was going to reverse it then. Nah, let him know. Oh, he's still mouthing off. Jeez, if any of these guys ever want to switch codes... Slips fielders for the Australian cricket team. Yeah. I tell you what, um, Devin Smith there, um, future captain, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got uh, Ward and Davis at the minute. Davis is still young, but um, I'd like to see the single captain, and I think Devin Smith is sort of in that right age bracket. Yeah, I don't get this uh, a third of the team being captain sort of thing. Leadership groups is one thing, but not captain. I'm fine with leadership groups. I think it's fine, but captain is the bloke, he's the coach on the field, essentially. Uh, and you can't have too many people driving the car. One guy says, nah, we need someone to stand up. It will be me. I, I wonder how much, you know, naming dual captains, how much of it is um, off-field, that you know, sponsors and media commitments and that kind of stuff, that they can say, we're sending a captain? Maybe yeah. it's just like a, like any job, you get a pay review, and you're like, all right, I want to be captain. And they're like, well, okay, we'll give you a title change then, yeah. and then it'll wage rise, which is why you end up with half the team being captain. It's like um, like the young lads having a, a bit of a catch-up game on the oval. So, I'm the captain. No, I'm the captain. Well, we can both be captains. And then everyone sort of runs around anyway. Just climbing the mountain. See, did he touch it? <laughs> well, he did touch it, but he also touched the back of his head. He was off the ground. I'm going to say, and that's a good effort from Josh Hunt, getting off the ground. <laughs> oh, problems when he landed. He has a great kick in Alchesky. He made that hospital hand pass at the group too. <laughs> Remember when they announced they were going to the Gold Coast and to GWS, and everyone was like, nah, it's terrible, not going to happen there, they're screwed, they've got nothing, should have gone to Wagga. Yeah, haven't been proven wrong yet. 
No, but I like the mentality of it's not who you go for, it's who you hate too. To be an us, an us, there has to be a them. And Sydney Swans supporters tend to have been a bit good time for a while, I reckon. Um, even now, crowds are still nowhere near what you'll get in Melbourne. They're still comparable to what you get in NRL. I don't know, I ran NRL crowds. Yeah, but you've also got to have someone you don't like. Like, Melbourne teams have Collingwood. Everyone fucking hates them. Um, but having someone you just want to beat so badly. Yeah, it was those rivals like we're talking about. Mm. But I think that that seems to be what the AFL is trying to do. Grant us and them with uh, Brisbane and Gold Coast and GWS and Sydney. Yeah, but it feels so manufactured. Um, it is, but they all like, kind of start that way. Yeah, it, yeah, but they don't. Um, you know, that's why um, the GWS and Western Bulldogs rivalry is going to be fantastic, and I hope they promote the shit out of it because it's not manufactured; it's genuine. You know, they hate each other now. <laughs> um, you know, with player movements and um, Boyd going that that way and Ward and uh, Griffin going the other way, um, and. Oh, 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 and he's done his shoulder. Oh, fuck. Um, whereas, you know, these two, they've put them together and go, all right, you two, you hate each other now, it's the Battle of the Bridge. And Swan's dealt a piss out of the two years. Yeah, the Battle of the Bridge doesn't work. Exactly. It's like, it's such a paper rivalry. Um, unlike, uh, you know, Port and Adelaide, um, where they actually yeah. started fighting from the get-go and were competitive from the get-go. I think Port won the first showdown. No, that was a lot of the background story because Port was going to be the AFL yeah, exactly. for SA. There's and... a genuine history there. And everyone hates Port Magpies. And, yeah, fair play to um, Frio and West Coast were really? a little bit um, similar but different. Um, but they've had so many all-in brawls on the field that um, the Western Derby is now one of the highlights of the year, the you know, home away season. One of those games you're always going to watch just to see who Valentine pisses off. Um, but this is the first Whoa. time that, not just the first time GWS have beaten Sydney, the first time they've been competitive. Um, so hopefully it starts to become a genuine rivalry now rather than just a, a blind date. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but wasn't... I'm not going to claim I know the rules off by hand, but I do remember if you were paddling the ball while you're over it, you're in possession. It, it, control. It, it's all about control. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they'll miss Sam Frost, I reckon. Yeah, it would have been good to tackle like that. What actually happened though? It seems like just I think if you're doing a shoulder in a tackle like that, you've got um, you've got some pre-existing. Yeah, yeah, that's the predisposition. Oh, I guess he'll come back with the shoulders heavily strapped, like half the players have. And speaking of which, he's done his shoulder a few times. Phil Davis. Yeah, look at it. Still, still going. Still following it through. <laughs> uh, the old Superman. Whee! 
that's a shame. <laughs> Unless you're Selwyn. Gee, that's great defending. <laughs> it's such a shame that he sat out, I think, two or three months after this um, kind of award. I think he spent two weeks in hospital. Um, he's, you know, they, oh, they got him young from the Crows and he's going to develop really well um, to, to lead that back line for, for another decade. Speaking of Lex Burgess, um, that was good closing speed for Phil Davis. This is one of the better games I've seen Phil Davis play. Uh, the big task on uh, Lance Franklin. I mean, you've got a round in front of him to push it off. Yeah, so need to, enormous blows this week to get up to that uh, position. Did you miss Don? Oh, that's a good throw. <laughs> you never see John Lyon lose his shit. No, he, he never looks interested either. No, like, he's not uh, eating a sandwich during the game or anything, but. It looks like he could fall asleep in any minute. Yeah. Yeah, so closing speed, it's pretty easy when you hang on to it the whole way, but you know, fullbacks have been doing that for 100 years. Oh, they'll be doing 100 more. I think uh, grabbing the jump has been illegal since day one. Yet to see a fullback who hasn't had a handful of games <laughs> every match. Yeah, there you go. Oh, kick the kick there. Yeah. Kick to a pack. See somebody take a screamer. Oh, it's great for the game. Oh, well. That was almost intentional. Oh! Oh, he's dropped the sitter. Oh! I probably wouldn't have kicked it forward that way, but especially not with Buddy Frank. That's all right. Look at that. Oh, head arm triangle. He paid it. Really? Well, I guess he did nothing to try and get rid of it, you know, because he went to laying on top of it. Stuck it to his ear, his arm's trapped. It is that stupid, isn't it? If they mime and make it look like, oh, I'm trying to do something, then they go, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to... Um, Common sense. Well, umpires not being long-time players. Well, there's a couple out there. Maybe not tonight, but there's a couple that have used to play. They tend to be um, favourite umpires amongst the players too. Well, yeah, same as with most sports. Like um, in cricket, Rifle being a uh, test umpire, he has a bit more respect because he, he's done everything and he was pretty decent with the bouncer too. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see Mitchell Johnson umpire? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd appeal more, the bowler or him? <laughs> Mitch, yeah, I'd say. There'd be no left armers that would uh, miss out on the LBW, there's no doubt. <laughs> Ball's halfway down the pitch, he's been given already. <laughs> and probably given a send on. Yeah, I'll barrel chest on him. Whee! Yeah, great oh, on Devin Smith and the turn. He just decided to have a crack. Uh, ordinary kick. That's a clever play. Toby Green there, the big punch over the top when you know you're going to get smacked in the back of the head. That's a smart play. And it's worked out for us. Yeah, you're a minute behind, Chase. We covered that. 
Yeah, that's when you know you're doing all right when the, the opposition are yelling at each other. Oh, you love that. doesn't matter if you're playing D-grade under 14 basketball. If you see the opposition getting stuck into each other. Themselves, yeah. Love and life. And then you have a little word and go, he is ignoring you, you know. Geez, he's not doing what you ask him to do, isn't he? <laughs> or you go up to the other bloke that Oh, I know you're the captain. Oh, no, wait, he's the captain. Oh, really? I wasn't quite sure. Geez, that slap off the, the ball up there, leaving the bloke Goldwood on the line. Oh, the big fella. Stuck oh, a oh, mitt oh. out. <laughs> Grabbed it like it was his 40-second sausage. 15.01 metres. How good a recruit he is. He ended up best and fairest this year. That's not bad at all. Um, shows a lot. To, uh, I'm not sure how many games he played. I know he didn't play them all, but um, yeah, for an experienced bloke at his third club, it's good to see that he's getting plenty of game time and making the most of it, pulling in awards. Well, by the look of it, it's just because he couldn't get his Guernsey off. I think they had to tattoo that thing on him. It's... Uh, doesn't look like he's poking the chest out. He's very proud. Poking the chest. I can see the colour of his nipples. Look at that. Forcing him to kick it to a contest. You've got to be happy with that. Look at that. Up and down. <laughs> yeah, well done. That's no, one of the skills that back in. one of the skills that you don't get an idea of from home is how well the players talk to each other and protecting them from behind. Yeah. Absolutely, like Hunt letting him know that he's fine. Let's uh, play the ball and go with it. And it's just something you can't gauge from the outside until you're on the field. They'd be happy with that. <laughs> oh, how'd that happen? Oh, I'm out of bounds. Nah, fair enough. I don't want to see that free kick, but um, that's a good result for GWS. And look, there's so little that defenders can do these days. You can't penalise every time they happen to sort of meander over the line. Especially when it's wet like this. Yeah. It's greasy. I mean, absolutely, he meant to do that. I, no one doubts that at all. But you've got to give him some other break. Got to give him something. We were talking earlier about uh, dual sided players. Oh, that's that. great, Roby. Jeez. Um, and decent chops, too. Talking earlier about dual sided players, uh, Leon Cameron, the coach of DWS, one of the best in all time, by all accounts, uh, for those that remember it. When he plays with the Bulldogs. A lot of these teammates didn't know which was his preferred. Yeah. Like I was saying, it's a rare rarity these days. Yeah, I mean, the, the best one I can remember seeing of the previous year was uh, Jason Akamanis. Yeah, Akamanis. Just 40 metres out, either side of the, by hand or by foot, he'd hit a target. Uh, and then he'd keep on about it for about the next three weeks. But hey, when you're a Brownlow medalist and you've got those skills, you can say what you fucking want, really. I'm not sure how many games Bill and Anderson play this year. So all those others are not bad pickups of the offseason. Mm -hmm. If they can just get that little bit clean, I know this is a wet game, but it's not bad actually. Yeah. Their skills are pretty damn good, but if they can just that tiny little bit of oh, a The handball didn't work out. But oh, power through. Well done, Shield. son. 
You love to see people breaking tackles. Yeah, that's why I reckon that shield's going to be an absolute gun. That was it. Oh. That was. Love to see oh, that. Good tackle there, too. I think you love to see the breaking tackles because it shows they've got the strength the game on. to take the game on and the confidence to back yeah. themselves and go, you know what? I got this player covered. I'm going to bust through. Well, a big fella. Oh, oh. Oh. Now, if you play holding the ball at the other end, you've got to play it to this end, and he does. Yeah, good. Well, he, he didn't do anything. He yeah, just exactly. sort of laid down and chilled out for a bit. And he had both arms free. Can't see it. I think the umpire should just have a bunch of band-aids on them. Blood rule, alright, sticky, bang. Even better if they're like the SpongeBob ones or something. Could have gone a dust track there. Yes. You just, like, if you just throw your hips up and down a bit and hump the turf, you tend to get away with it. In rugby league. In, in AFL too, yeah. They count that as uh, making an attempt. No, if it's an, an attempt to impregnate the grass or an attempt to dispose of it. Either way, I think they like it. They appreciate it a bit better than Eddie had, just because the air rates are so little. Oh, well done. Both players should be And that's it. Another great tackle. Oh, here we go. This is where they get a little hungry. Right. Oh, good, good spot there. Oh, well, see. Good option. Beautiful wet weather. Oh, oh. good <laughs> option. Poorly <laughs> executed. It's gone over the fence. The idea was right, it just happened to be in the wrong direction. I'll blame the camera angle on that one. Yeah, totally. We need spider cam. Yeah, no, if I could do it. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh yeah, keep one on two. No, That's great. Jump on him. Yeah. Don't let him have a thing. Done That's well. alright, take that. Just a bit of push and shove. Nothing's blowing out there. Isn't that funny? There's a million dollar a year player for both sides out there. Yeah. I know which one I'd rather have. And you. And you've got uh, maybe a 200 grand player looking to knock out either one of them. Yeah, again, great loading by uh, Shields there. Yeah. Oh, he did well. Did a handle on that. Oh, what? It's a horrible hit. Oh. Get up! Great That's option. a great that, uh, punch off the ground there. Yeah, to a, a free player. It was the only option he had. Look at that. He, he three, did that perfectly. Three points down at three-quarter time. Like I was saying, they uh, got overrun a little bit in the first when the ball was dry, and they just grinded back, grinded back. I think even now you'd still get decent odds. Yeah, I think, I think right there is where Davis has done his, uh, his injury. He'd be feeling it there in more ways than one, not just the uh, the, the bad injury, but um, being so close at three-quarter time and then getting a um, a bad one like that, you'd really want to play out the game. And why is that pause? Here we go. Right, here we go. We're back on, folks. Sorry about that. We had a little uh, drop out in the internet connection, but 
We're back here for the final quarter, the, the big finish to the big game, round one, 2014. Uh, I'm blaming nothing, so. You can feel it in the crowd, actually, can't you? They're like, this one's on now, we've actually got a chance. The GWS faithful. George, he's been quiet the last two quarters, hasn't he? I think Sydney probably happy with that. But they say he fucks up, the better off they are. Start thinking about it, because uh, towards the end of this quarter, I'll ask you, who do you think got uh, Brownlow votes? I've got it written down here, so... Just uh, keep that in the back of your mind for the next 15 to 20 minutes. You said Reece Shaw. Fucking smash the umpire. Did you like to see hold those ones? Yeah. It's great to see the first time they've actually had to make the swans think about what they have to do. Whereas before, you know, at this stage, he's up by about 50. Well, they've done a really good job of pressing the ball carrier, which does help when it's wet, so the carrier doesn't have the same um, mobility and ability to dodge. Yeah, but you know, um, that sideways agility just doesn't happen. Yeah, and you keep their head down. They have to be looking at what's immediately around them rather than what's happening on down the field. Right, surveying and, and uh, weighing up the options, where you just limit that uh, that choice for them. Yeah, I mean, as soon as a player can get his head up and see what's going on ahead of him. They can start planning where they can get the ball, how they're going to chase up, that sort of thing. But as soon as their head's down and they're just looking who's near me, that's a good tackle from Rich. Or a bit harsh on him, so you've got to give him an excuse when he does. No, it. absolutely. Good front on tackle. Well done. Oh, you got to mark him. He kept it in front of him. Now, look at the numbers at the drop of the ball. That's Great well stuff. done. Oh, oh come on. I know it's wet, but... Uh, oh, 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 fucking hell. You'd like to go about two minutes back, wouldn't you? But they were able to recover because they had options. I'll tell you what, the Rock wouldn't have liked that. No. Sure can go. He's used to hearing that. Usually it's sure can fuck off, but... I'll tell you what, that's not a bad effort. Oh, get fucked. Yeah, exactly right. Been a little bit lazy there, Josh. Huh? Just, you know, oh, let's go out, let it go. Oof. He's gone long. He should be doing that every, every time. I'm going to say, anytime Hunt has a kick in and it doesn't easily clear the 50 metre line, he should get docked with his match payment. <laughs> Yeah. At least he didn't try and hold on to it. <laughs> oh, you're not worthy of being a full forward if you're not trying to grab every free kick around you, no matter who it's for. That's good contesting on the ground for the big fella. Both of them. I tell you what, you've just had a shocker. Oh, that would have been great to go through for him there. Um, Last one, we talked about the outs for GWS. 
they're into this year. Now, Ryan Griffin, we've spoken about. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's still in his prime. He's 28 or 29 years old, so you're going to get a good couple of years out of him. Um, but like you said, the value with um, uh, the Bulldogs paying part of his wage. You can't argue with that. They give up Tom Boyd for him, um, which you know we'll find out in 10 years if that's a good choice or not. But for the now, um, the kind of player they need. <laughs> quality with, you know, somebody who's quality with the ball in hand. I think Buddy made it a little better than it actually was, but yeah. look, that's what's going to happen. Ah, on a wet day, the fullback's going to give away a kick every now and then. Yeah, and well... Yeah, it's a freaky 30 day of the week. But uh, yeah. yeah, he certainly made it worth it. Arms around him, Buddy did lean back and fall on him, but... Yeah, once you wrap both arms around, you know, yeah, see it from a they while, do right? tend to notice that bit. And Franklin's a quality player and also knows how to play to a free kick as well, which every every forward does. Yeah, but he does it too, so often. He's a bit like Jack Rewalt in that respect, that um, when it is an active free kick, he, he probably always has that in the back of his mind. The frustrating thing is too, but he doesn't need to. He's good enough to beat one-on-one pretty much any backman in the game. You saw it in the grand final. He had a great grand final. Um, the number of times he took a uh, big one-on-one contested mark you know, against oh, quality opposition. Crazy. It shows that when he's on, he can't be stopped. No, which is why they double-team him so much. And you have to. Or you just manhandle him if you're, if you're capable of it. This is what I like, Hampton. That's a crack. Oh, I'm lucky. Um, yeah, so Ryan Griffin, another experienced player that's bringing in. Um, what do you make of Joel Patrick? Good for GWS? Mm. We'll see. I'll, I'll wait until round three before making that jump. Um, like I said, he's a dual best and fairest. Um, he's getting towards the tail end of his career. And, um, Brisbane did the right thing by him. He said he wanted to go and retire in Sydney with a family, so they uh, orchestrated a, a trade for him down there. It was a pretty messy trade from memory, wasn't it? No, no, Joel Pappel went straight through. He, he was a, a clean cut one. They were doing the right thing by him. Oh, they had to do that um, three way. He wasn't involved in the beam trade. Uh, it could have been, but. Um, I think it was uh, a, a draft pick or something and they got on traded. Okay, it always gets messy around trade time. Some, some They all blend into each other. Yeah, and someone depends on something else and something gets passed on to someone and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens on trade day. Like, how do they set it up? Do the do the rep the list managers all go into one room, or is it kind yeah. of like a school dance where everyone's kind of hanging out in the corners and then they jump in and someone asks someone, "Oh, do you have a boy?" And you say, "Go fish," or well, I mean, it depends on which club, too, because some of them take it as, you know, let's throw everything on the table, and if there's a good offer there, then we'll take it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if do that. They can't. All right, he's free. Yep. All right. Him. Him. One. Like him, two. Two of them. Done. See ya. But, um, no, Patville left um, Brisbane on good terms. Though, um, I'm happy to fulfill his wish to get to New South Wales, where he wants to retire. Um, so, fair enough. But, um, you know, a, a great, strong backman for him. We'll... Um, I think it'll, it'll shore him up down the down back for this year. You know, provided he keeps injury free and you know sees out the rest of his career there. But after losing, you know, sort of let's have a look, three or four players with a lot of AFL experience, Griffin and Patful are the only two they got back in. 
the, all their other ends are draft picks, um, which you know, has been the way GWS has done it. Um, but they had three picks inside the top ten, picks four, six, and seven, and they were very active in trying to get pick uh, one off uh, St Kilda to try and get, you know, offer them picks, I think, six and seven, or picks four and seven, or four and six, to try and get that number one draft pick, but uh, Saints weren't having a bar of it. I bloody sure if Saints need to do something different. Um, I think GWS needs to look at the second tier uh, football. Much like, um, there's been some decent VFL pickups yeah. that have come to AFL. Um, like, you know, Giles is one who's on the, the scrap heap a bit. You know, turned him into a serviceable ruffin, and now he's obviously off at uh, Essendon. But yeah, there's a little bit more of that, you reckon? Absolutely. Because these are guys who might be uh, captaining a VFL side or even a New South Wales Football League side. They have the experience, they handle the pressure, they're leadership material. I'd say those guys are at least serviceable or worth having a crack at. Because they're going to be decent value, they're not going to take much of the salary cap. You're only going to get a few years out of them, yeah? But they'll be quality years and they'll give you everything because they know it's their last chance. They're not entitled. Um, yeah. It's their chance at the big show and they want to just grab it. I mean, obviously, the, the big story of that's Pods Athlete. He goes from fitness conditioning coach to probably the second string full forward during his era, but he won a premiership really, you can't argue with that. Oh, absolutely, and look, quality player. And had a good year with um, the, the Crows, better than I thought he was going to have. Yeah, I think uh, he and Walker will be able to work together very, very well. Um, so anyway, back to the GWS draft picks. Um, I had a look at who they, they used their three top ten picks. They got uh, Jared Pickett, who's from the Waffle. So they've stuck with your, your theory there and gone for someone who's playing well in the state leagues. Yeah, get a couple of um, he's, uh, he's still a teenager, but um, you know he's got experience against growing bodies. Uh, I think that's a big point too. Uh, a lot of the guys coming through the rookie system, they're just not used to the playing against men. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the chasm between state league and AFL is chasm. Big. Yeah. Right. Um, the gap in, uh, in, in speed and skill level. But I think also just the instinct to protect yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're pr- playing uh, against fully grown men and they will try you out, uh, anyone who thinks uh, the young lads get cut some slack, no, nah, no, nah, you don't. If you're crossing that line, you're an AFL player, you have a fair crack. Uh, just that instinct of when the ball's near you, you, you protect yourself, you hunch your shoulders, you um, prepare for the hit. I think a lot of the guys coming through GS from the junior levels either aren't used to doing that or they're used to doing that when the guy hitting them is maybe 60, 70 kilos rather than 100 kilos yeah. coming at them 100%. It's not just when they've got the ball too. It's uh, You see it all the time when you go to watch the game. You don't see it as much on TV. But when you go to watch a game, if somebody's running off, they're always getting bumped. Um, oh, if somebody runs past you, you bump them. There's always contact constantly throughout the day and it just wears them down. Um, I mean, the, the most famous one of that would be the Nick Rebold incident a few years ago when uh, he had a, was a busted shoulder and he's running back position and they gave him a couple of bumps to test him out. Yeah, that was the Scott Brothers, but that was slightly illegal. Um, no, he's running back to position. I reckon that's uh, not, no, but it's been not made, moral. It's been made illegal now, though. If, if there's somebody with a known injury and 
and that's been the argument. If he's staying out of the ground, then it's not an injury, is it? No, they're saying if you target, you know, like if someone's got a... Um, Stevie Baker did it to Johnson when Johnson had dodgy fingers and started punching him in the hand. Yeah, that's um, just... So, yeah, they've made that illegal now. But, um, yeah, I thought the most um, uh, dire example of it was Jack Watts in his first game against Collingwood. He touched the ball out in the Mendes side wing. Um, as soon as he picked it up, he had Shane O'Brien and two others bury him into the ground. And you could just feel the, the heart of Melbourne go down with that tackle there. But, uh, yeah, so... And Jared Pickett, um, I read up on him today... Um, they said he, he plays the Brad Hill type of role. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Brad Hill type of player. He's worked hard on his uh, endurance running. Um, he's always had the speed and the flair, but um, he, he's not a bad pickup. He was the bolter during draft week um, with all the testing. Um, next is uh, Caleb Marchback. Um, oh, played in the TAC this year. They said a, a Sam Reed. Is that sorry, shot and kicks, mate? A Ben Reed type of player. Thanks for listening, Josh. In that case, you've had a great game. Top, top marks, mate. Yeah, so Caleb Marchback, a, a Ben Reed type of player. So a, a tall, um, running halfback. Um, not bad. From the TAC. And Paula Hearn, another uh, midfielder with great disposal skills. Um, so they're picks four, six, and seven. But what I think is interesting about them is uh, pickets from WA... Mark back from Victoria, a home from Victoria. So they're talking, you know, they're worried about keeping their uh, big draft picks. Now, there's not many New South Welshmen in the draft, but they're picking guys from everywhere. Now, and, you know, they've got academy picks as well, which they'll hopefully try and hold on to because they're locals. But um, that's one of the harder things that, uh, you know, Port Adelaide and Fremantle don't have to contend with as much. You know, they've got a bigger local area to pick from. Yeah, no. Or a richer local area. Honestly, I I blame New South Wales development for that because they focused on Sydney so heavily, they've missed out a lot of the rural areas where some decent talented AFL players have come from. I mean, especially you think Wagga. Wagga's been an absolute... uh, Paul Goldmine. Kelly, Carey, Longmire. Mooney, I think, even. uh, I'm not I, wouldn't sure. put him, I wouldn't put him quite the same class as that. Oh, no, I'll put him on half my mind. The Danahers, even though that's a generation ago. She's, you'd have them in your team. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine any sane person wouldn't have Kerry in their team, unless they happen to be playing in that team and we're married. But, um, and Kelly, player of generation. Yeah, oh, I just uh, love watching Paul Kelly play. Endless guts. And... Not pretty answer. much that honest. And, you know, courage to stick with the mullet for so damn long. <laughs> and like his singing, too. He had some good songs. I think he's actually he's an ambassador for GWS now, isn't he? Or a development coach of some description? I don't care what he is. Keep him around there. Yeah, exactly. He's just one of those people you want to keep around. You know, he's never going to be the guy doing all your Oh, jeez, that's a great guy. I'm glad they paid that. Kelly would never be a, a face you had for marketing, but if you can create a perfect player for the heart and soul of the team, he would be it. Big punch. God, you can feel it. They believe now. I think half of it is Sydney shooting bricks. <laughs> I mean, granted, first round of the year, so everyone's kind of feeling a bit nervous. But... Um, it just seems that GWS approached it with 
this is our opportunity to win. And Sydney was like, oh, you yeah, that's, that's a nice free kick. That's someone with a sense of theatre. <laughs> from Yankee. It is funny how the umpires do get caught up in the matches, right? Absolutely, they do. There's so much more riding on a free kick with five minutes to go and yeah. a goal in it than there is during the regular match. And there'll be so much more criticism of that free kick, of too. Of course, yeah. It's paid always on. under much more scrutiny. And no, no matter if it's completely justified, if it decides the match, there's going to be at least 50%. Oh, you know you're going to get fucked up. You're going to be seeing it replayed all week. <laughs> For a second, it looks like they had two number oh, 18s. I'm just the same thing. <laughs> They're a really great tactic. Completely illegal, but. Jeez, that's right. Benilio. Well, scores are level. Okay, scores are level. You've got the round of play. Reckon you'd be feeling pretty good. I think you're allowed to think you can win from here. Yeah, you're allowed that liberty. <laughs> if you don't, you're fucked. Oh, yeah, we're level. You know, eight minutes left, but I'm pretty sure we're fucked. I think you know who's the sub if that happens. God, you like to see just those stunned faces in the red cap <laughs> on the sideline, eh? They're trying to figure out who's playing. And the clearances matter so much more in the wet weather too. Where it's so hard to get the ball back and get clean possession. I mean, if you're already 50 metres the other way, I tell you what, good right tackle. That's Benny McGlynn getting tackled by Josh Hunt. There is no way in the world Josh Hunt can ever catch Benny McGlynn. I tell you, once he does that, there's no way in the world he's breaking that tackle. Nah, God, no. Look at that. Oh, oh and here he goes. Oh, well done. Oh, couple. Saucy candy. Great kick. Oh, probably a little high. Needed to be lower for the chest. Madison, another bulldog dropping one there, but uh, that's great for Lockie Whitfield. He, he, like I said, in his first game. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, lazy. Off. Ambitious, we'd say. Well, they did say. Like I said, yeah. I swear I haven't seen. It. <laughs> I didn't watch this match, and I haven't watched it before the, uh, this either. I did like how the state had a career that he'd never seen a game end to end. Yeah. Of GWS. Which is actually incorrect, so I had seen one, but uh, I've never seen them live. Here you go. Oh. Whoop. Actually, the one I saw, I think, was on Hawthorne 1 by 160. So. The thing I do love about the, the oval ball is that you can never 100% predict what it's going to do. Generally, the third bounce pops up. Sometimes it stays flat and goes low. So it really rewards people that just take the ball on and try and get it before the bounce rather than hanging back and letting it roll like you saw just there. Well done. No, spectacular spoiler. <laughs> yeah. A jump spoiler. 
Oh, that's a, that's a veteran getting away with the one there. Well, two hands fair in the back. I mean, oh, it's a great pick up. Well done, son. Oh, get around him, boys. Yeah, that's just a great pick up. Oh, it goes, it goes the other way on from left to right. right. This is what I do remember from this game. You see, you can see it in the last camera angle, the big, you know, the general pattern in the goal square. He's loving this right now. You just feel all the momentum going one way. Oh, you've got 18 blokes all screaming for it. This is going to be their challenge in 2015 for GWS. Is these wins shouldn't be surprises anymore. They should start to grind out a few of these against uh, established clubs and clubs that are playing finals if they want to play finals themselves. Honestly, I think they will. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be um, a lot of wins over top four teams, but they can definitely hold it to the gatekeeper level teams like your Gold Coast, Richmond, um, probably Carlton. I think Colin would be on the way down next year. Yeah, I think Colin would have dropped down a bit. But uh, yeah, they, they beat Carlton in 2014. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think they're going to... It'll, it'll be a good um, measure of content. I think there's probably about six, seven teams that can pick up those last four final spots. Who the big fella? And it'll be just a matter of which team is willing to grind out those last five yeah. minutes of the match. Well, just going through my head, I think this is the first win they... Obviously, the first win over Sydney. The first win ever over a side that plays finals in the year. Um, because their other wins for the season were Melbourne twice, Brisbane, Carlton, and uh, the Bulldogs, of course, in, in the final round. So it's the first time they've got a win over a side that's playing finals. You know, in the first couple of years, if uh, GWS beat you, it was almost, uh, that was enough for the coach, you know? <laughs> uh, you don't feel sorry for the coaches. They win... No, it's because they have the cattle. They, they lose. lose. They lose. They get paid 800 grand to sit on their ass for the next 12 months. Yeah, I don't feel that slow for them. <laughs> Pretty sure I can do that. Jeez, I don't know if I'd want that with the down by a goal with four minutes left. No, I don't take them two kicks to come back, so... Not an option right. worth considering, rather than kick to the pocket. But still okay, got to find at least in contest. Let's call that a pass, but Jeezy has some good breaks there, just to stop. Mm. Go back the other way. I know it's a, it's a dirt, derby game, or you know, Sydney versus Sydney game. But to have it absolutely pissing down rain and still have that a number of crowd turn up, that's, it is good science of GWS. It's, uh, it's keeping the faith that season long, though. It's going to be there. Well, I think, I think half of them would have gone home, but the public transport around the area is so shit. Oh, well, well done. Sure. That was just an extra, or extra little bit of pace where he wanted it. Into their leading goal kicker. The biggest kick of his career, the biggest kick 
But quite up with Sydney's history. Another word you often associate with uh, Jared McDougall was desperation. Yeah. He looked upon one longer than he could actually kick it to Franklin, didn't get there. And geez, didn't Sydney look a mess at this stage? Of the season, everyone was writing them off. <laughs> and they'd uh, still end up minor previous. Do they go out in the straight sense? Sydney? Yeah. No, they're playing the grand final. They thump Frio and then thump North Melbourne. That's probably why you're not remembering it. Yeah, I must have blocked that out. Situation like this, you've got a quality opponent. You've got to get yeah, the one. Right. You've got three kicks in front. Now is the time to play possession for even to get a chance to slow it down. You know that Sydney are going to be able to do that. Yeah, I much prefer to watch the Hawthorne Port Adelaide semi final. Proving. Yeah, I went to that one. Brilliant game. Fought probably fucked uh, myself up by kicking shit in the first quarter, but. Yeah, nine goals thirteen to twelve nine. That's uh, one of the big problems there. Twelve nine in the West, not a bad conversion rate at all. They haven't been dollies or anything either. <laughs> nice dive roll. Yeah. It was quite uh, dramatic. Some interpretive dance coming on the field. Well, I guess with the pressure and everything, you'll do what you can to release the tension. Oh, protect yourself, that's why they do dive from. They got some air on them, that's amazing. Oh, he couldn't get a clear possession. Oh, look, there you go. He knew it, as soon as he kicked it too. He was off. <laughs> it's like the... Uh, the Brad Haddon six the other day. Gets up to the pitch, gets a mouthful, next ball, fucking back over the head. Byron to get. Turns his back on uh, Virat Coley and he knew that was over the fence. That's the same one there. He's got, this, uh, got the lucky bang and he's off. Uh, possession, bang, he knows. Boom, I got this one. I got this one. Cop that. I'm going to go as far as to say the best number 48 in the game. Shame they couldn't hang on to it. Yeah. 20 points up. I think there's two minutes left if the time clock comes back up. Yeah, two minutes 30. I think there'd be a lot of disbelief going through the red and white fans at the minute and uh, if you're a GWS fan you still don't feel comfortable yet. Or if you're a bookie and someone had a big bet on GWS you're not feeling comfortable. You start be asking questions I think. And here it is. <laughs> oh, oh kidding that son. Oh yeah. And <laughs> there's a bloke that's enjoying his footy. And so he bloody should. He still enjoyed it. I think now he's gone, yeah, I might have got a bit overboard there. You know what, he, he, he unlike Merrick Watts in the face. <laughs> so I see what you're saying. Yeah, no chance in hell he was ever getting called for running too far then. Or he'd be a courageous umpire. 
Alright, two minutes to go. Who do you reckon got Brownlow votes in this game? Or who would have you given them to? <sighs> Alright. Looks like Cameron's got a bit of the ball. Um, Keep a couple of nice goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mumford did okay. So yeah, Shane Mumford, three votes. Yeah. Um, I couldn't quite squeeze Pat in, I don't reckon. Nah. Um, and they do tend to do the uh, two of the one vote for the losing side. If you say sure. No chance in hell. You yes. went missing for two and a half quarters. I was going to say, fucking ridiculous. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, that is, oh bad luck. <laughs> the Nadal shot. He's gone in between the legs, got his own ball. Ooh. But yeah, yeah, Shane Mumford with three votes for his first game for the new club against his old club. That's a ridiculous leap there. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, oh you got to push him back. Fair enough then. Jimmy Bartell get Paul Diamond for that. Yeah, Shane Mumford, three votes in his first game for GWS against the club that uh, forced him out through salary cap pressure. Two votes to Stephen Cornelio. Pretty good game on the ball. And one to uh, Trevor, the rock lover. Mm. So all three votes to GWS in a game where you know it's only really the last ten minutes that uh, it blew out. Yeah, Sydney are always hard to split votes into because they do have such a, an an even contribution. Balling. Yeah, you know, there's they don't tend to rely on one player having long carries, which is what the uh, umpires notice because they notice yeah. the midfielders carrying the ball. Yeah, um, which. You know, Gary's the best player on, on the ground. I am not taking anything away from that. But it's easy to notice how good he is when he's running, breaking tackles, doing that sort of spectacular play that no one else can do. Yeah, so I, I, know, I reckon they're a pretty good uh, threesome. I would have had uh, Devin Smith. I thought he had an all right game. Um, you know, each draw wasn't bad across half back. He probably would have got in there. Best and fairest voting, but uh, yeah, so three for Mumford, two for Canelio, one for Trevor. Not a bad effort there. So we, as we go into the final half minute, um, like we said, GWS finished 16th with six wins um, in 2014. Where have you got them for 2015? Uh, I think I've got them eighth. You got them sneaking inside the eighth. Yeah, see, I reckon they're capable. And half of that is their potential, and the other half is, I think, a lot of teams are going to be going backwards next year. Yeah, I've, uh, I picked them going up, but uh, only as high as 13. I reckon I'll get a couple of extra wins. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, not quite challenging there yet. I, I don't think that um, this year's top eight, there'll be that many that will fall out. There'll be one or two, and I think there's a few more in front of the GWS yet. Um, I don't like... Um, that they've lost a little bit of depth, um, but uh, yeah, the main thing for them uh, this year, I think, will try and get a, a bigger following. Like we say, make the most of that rivalry with uh, um, Western Bulldogs, and you know, even push for something like a, a Good Friday game next year, you know, a marquee game. Well, the main reason I pushed for eight was because I can see, I can't see Melbourne and St Kilda getting up. No, they're going nowhere. They're your bottom two. Um, you can. The only way they get off the bottom is if 
Essendon get another peptide scan or some shit. Um, I've got them at 14 just because I think um, their resilience has been fantastic so far, yeah. but I think they're tired. Um, they're sick and tired of this crap, along with every football fan out there. Um, Brisbane and Carlton, I think they're going to be in the right direction. See, I, I reckon Brisbane, I pick them um, to really rise up the ranks this year. They, I reckon they're you know, you get rich back plus beams. That's a big midfield. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to be on the rise, but I don't think they're going to have the um, consistency necessary to move forward. I think next season they're going to really start to gel and be uh, very dangerous around Paul's time. Uh, Carlton, Western Bulldogs, I, I don't see them doing a lot. Um, no, it's going to be interesting. But like I say, Bulldogs, GWS, they're going to be very, very interesting um, next year with the rivalry and... How they're, uh, um, you know, at sort of that same level. You know, Bulldogs finished seventeenth this year. Seventeenth? Mm. Um, no, no, they didn't. They finished fifteenth, uh, uh, just above GWS. So they're both at the same mark. They're going to be really good um, yardstick for each other. But uh, anyway, there's uh, the mystery science theatre. Sorry, mystery AFL theatre. Two point one oh oh one four. Fuck, I'll fuck that up. Don't worry about it. That's the end of the GWS game. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.